I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The offseason overlord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Coming up on today's pod, I'm going to tell you why Giannis is better as a Robin. And he's not a Batman. Ooh, spicy. Because his Batman is in Dallas. Hey. And we're about to form a Kobe and Shaq 2.0 with Luca and Giannis. Anyway. All next season, we're going to be so ridiculous with our pandering. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're just going to be so ridiculous with the honest pandering. And honestly, I don't believe it. To, I don't believe that it'll happen. However, we said the no, same thing neither. about we said the same thing about Luca. We said the same thing about Porzingis. We said the same. I, you know? I tweeted I tweeted out this meme of Luca um, serious and then smiling and said something about, hey, you know, when he's looking forward to Giannis coming next year. And people like literally took that serious. Like this ain't going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. It's just. <laughs> fun for twitter you know no it's just fun and that's what this whole thing is about is to have fun and imagine Giannis playing in dallas it could happen they're gonna have the cap space so we uh we're gonna have fun with it so that's gonna happen probably starting now (laughs) especially if they lose forever forever as soon as the bucks lose until until he actually resigns in milwaukee we will continue to make jokes about Giannis in Dallas. On today's show, we are going to do a full roster breakdown. Go through all the players on the roster, figure out where they stand contract-wise, talk about what their future is with Dallas, talk about how we think they did this season, kind of just a little overview on each player. We'll also talk about JJ Barea. He had some quotes at with uh, he had some quotes to Eurohoops.net. And so we'll talk about a couple of his quotes that he said um, that are kind of interesting. So that's about the future of J.J. Barea. So we'll get to all of that. But before we do, Isaac, I want to mention to everyone, for the offseason, we're going to restart our five-star Apple podcast review questions. So if you have a question for a mailbag or just for every single pod, we'll probably answer a couple of these every pod. Insert a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll answer the question. I don't think you can do this on Spotify. Tweet me if you can do it on Spotify, but I haven't seen that as an option. But give us a five-star review. Put your question in there, and we'll answer it on an upcoming podcast. So go ahead and do that. And uh, I think we have 500, which is incredible. So we want to get to, like, 1,000. So <laughs> 500 of you. Get on that. That's our goal. By the end of the by the time the season starts, 500. The only way we're answering it, if it's five stars. So Also true. Also true. Sorry. Yeah. If you leave like two stars and ask a question, it's going to the bottom of the barrel. Oh, but guys, you're rigging the system. Yes, that's what we're doing. All right, let's talk about this roster. So we asked the question yesterday on the, um, you know, the basic season and review podcast, which players can play in a playoff series? And that's the question for the Mavericks going forward. I don't want any single player added to this roster that can't play in a playoff series. Right. Do you agree with me? Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. I think that that is definitely a threshold that we should stick with. So sometimes people have thrown out some names, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's an interesting name, but I don't see them playing in a playoff series. So I think that's it's completely off the table. Uh, but let's talk about the Mavericks and who they have right now. So Luka and Porzingis, obviously they can play in a playoff series. <laughs> you know, you're, you're completely okay with them. Luka is, you know, he's going to be a restricted free agent in 2022. So he has uh, next year as a guaranteed deal, his 
Uh, you think they're going to pick up his rookie deal in 2021-22? You think they'll pick I think that, that'd be safe. They'll Depending pick that up. That's for $10 million. Then he's restricted in 2022. That's the deal, the max deal, that absolutely no max free agent has turned down yet. So we have no indication that you know <laughs> there would be anything else besides him picking that up. So we're not worried about that. Porzingis has a guaranteed deal through 2023. And then that 2023-2024 season, he has a player option for $36 million. So he's basically, and if he picks that up, He's on the books for the next four seasons. So the future is solidified, right? Those two guys are on your books for the next at least four seasons if Porzingis picks up that player option. So that's solid. No problems there. You also have Maxi Kleba. He's signed through three more seasons. He has a non-guaranteed deal in his last for $9 million, but I'm pretty sure they're going to pick that up because hopefully the cap has gone back up by then. And nine million will look like nothing <laughs> to, to this team at that point. So that's a really that's a really really good deal for Maxi. So he signed for three more years. You have Seth Curry. He signed for three more years guaranteed. Dorian signed for two more years guaranteed. Four million each year for Dorian, which is wild. And then um, that's a steal. Boban for one season. He signed guaranteed. And then you have Tim Hardaway Jr. as a player option. Uh, those are the players that we all felt good about playing in a playoff series that we talked about yesterday. So all those guys are pretty much signed except for Tim Hardaway, which we understand. So um, the questionable guys are Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson. We just haven't seen them. We think they can play in a playoff series. Pretty pretty sure about Jalen Brunson. Situational for Dwight, I think, depending on which team. But I think he can play against most teams in the NBA. Um Dwight is signed for three more seasons guaranteed for about $11 million each. And then Jalen Brunson is signed for two more seasons with the second year being a non-guaranteed. So, Isaac, of those players, anybody stick out to you of guys that you're questioning about their future with the team, even though they're guaranteed for some years except for Tim? Oh, gosh. Um, question. Gosh. Um, question if they're – well, I think – Everything for Mavericks moving forward hinges on Tim Hardaway's decision this for this offseason. summer. Yeah, yeah, which I, I think we're pretty comfortable saying that he's probably going to pick it up. I would go as far as majority of players in the league who have options like that. Uh, Tim, at least like let's just say seventeen million and above. Him, Evan Fournier in Orlando, Gordon Hayward, which his is thirty four million in Jeez. Boston. Uh, you know, those are just a handful of guys that have these player options. You have another the one, one that the one that didn't last year is our guy Harrison Barnes, right? He's the one that turned yeah. down that what was it, twenty four, twenty five million dollar player option. He turned it down for a longer term deal. So Tim Hardaway Jr. with eighteen point nine million as a player option this summer, if he turns that down and wants a longer term deal, that's something that he could do. You know, if he decided to do that, that's the only way I see him turning that down. And see, I, I just don't think whatever Dallas does. This offseason, whether it's through trade, free agency, whatever they do around the draft, I don't think they're going to touch the 2021 cap space. And I don't think you play with it at all. And that's why I think it's either, yeah, for Tim, I think it's opt-in or not. And I think before, if you asked me a few months ago, it was the extension type thing. Like, hey, you know, okay, well, if he maybe we could he could opt out, and then we can extend him for like three years at like fifteen million or something like that. I don't even think they play with that. I think it's if he's on the team next year, I think it's an opt in at eighteen, and he's a expiring contract at that point, which I expect him to do eighteen point nine. Let's just say nineteen million. I expect him to opt in. I expect a lot of these guys because at this point, we don't know what the salary cap's going to look like. Yeah, it's even hard to project. 
you know, we're doing all this roster breakdown today and looking at money stuff for the roster next year. You can't even really project what the first round picks are going to be making next year because we don't know what the salary looks like for next year. So it's hard to even factor what that looks like. But everything hinges on Tim Hardaway. I think something, you, when you broke down Luca and Porzingis' deals, I think that something is intriguing in 2021, that that summer, whether it's Giannis or whoever it is, Dallas's position, we know, to make a pitch to a big free agent name. I think one of the things that helps them even further is the long-term stability of the core. Because whoever they go, let's just say they go and pitch to Giannis, say, hey, come and join Luca and Porzingis. It's not like Luca or Porzingis has an expiring deal that season or the next season. Both of them, assuming Luca, you know, which he, he will, will lock in for that ne- that first max contract after his rookie deal, they're gonna have at least three seasons. Together, like if they go out and sign Giannis in 2021, they're going to have at least three seasons of Luca KP and whoever that third guy is. So I think that would be appealing to somebody coming into a, a system or coming into a city in a situation saying, okay, I know if they like the situation, then they know that that situation, that core is going to be together for at least three years. You hope longer, but at least three years. So it's not like a Clippers type of situation, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, if players cared about long-term, like longevity for anything, I mean, man, it's just give me the most flexibility, it seems like, with some of these guys. So, uh, yeah, that all depends on that. So I I think your point on them not touching that 2021 money is interesting uh, with Tim Hardaway. So maybe if he picks that up, there was a a situation where the Mavericks told him, all right, if you want to be here next year, you pick that up or... You know that that's it, right? Like you pick yeah. that up. So if he picks that up, that could have been something that was on the table. So we'll see. Uh, we won't know exactly why he, you know, decides to pick it up or if he doesn't or whatever. But and they could still extend him and surprise us. We don't know. But, things weird things have you, always happened. You, you also asked me you said about questioning, and I think yeah, there are a couple. There's one name in particular of guaranteed money over the next year or so that I would question whether they're on the roster. And we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into this roster. So we've been talking about, we talked about the guaranteed money. We talked about all those guys that are definitely can play in a playoff series. We like them on the roster. We want to keep them on the roster. Uh, We talked about all those guys with guaranteed money. There's a couple more guys with guaranteed money we haven't talked about that I think uh, are kind of questionable about whether they can play in a playoff series or not. Yeah, who are they? I thought you were going to say a couple more. No, you you were going to name a player before. We we teased it. Okay, okay, my bad. So... The DeLon Wright card is one that's so interesting because, you know, he's kind of on this. When you look at that second tier group of this roster, after the KP, after Luka, you look at those guys of DeLon, Maxi, Seth, all of them. Yeah, even Dwight. They all make seven to ten million dollars and they're locked in for the next couple of seasons. If they make any type of move, whether it's a trade, whether it's a free agent they want to clear up you know, money for, and they're looking at teams across the league saying, hey, we have to op- offload one of these guys, then this is one of those contracts. And I'm so intrigued with what DeLon Wright's future looks like. Are there teams across the league that looks at this and, say, and says, man, we think he could excel in our system? Is Dallas, I mean, he just didn't play hardly any in these playoffs. He didn't play in this last elimination game uh, when you had all these injuries. I'll be really intrigued with what they, they look to do with DeLon Wright because, yeah, he's under contract next season at $9 million. He's under contract guaranteed for the year after that at $8.5 million. So guaranteed two more years. 
I'll be really interested to see with what what they do with the line moving forward. This is the one of the, this is probably the only miss I think that the Mavericks had this offseason, right? You know, we talked about right after the offseason where, oh man, they didn't sign anybody big and we were upset and people were, you know, freaking out about it and we were trying to calm everyone down and Skin said, I think you guys are going to be super excited about this offseason. And then some people weren't excited and then they all went after Skin and we were like, no, calm down. I think this is going to be good. And DeLon Wright was one of the moves that they made. And that's the really one, the only one that didn't work, right? Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway definitely worked out. Uh, Seth Curry definitely worked out. You know, re-signing Dorian and and Maxi, like those all worked. That Boban, Boban obviously worked. Like the only one that didn't really work was Delon. Right? He played, you know, twenty one and a half minutes per game this year. He only started five games. Man, mm-hmm. if I, let's play the game again. If I had told you at the beginning of the season, you know, during the offseason, Delon's only going to start five games, you probably would have thought that he was injured, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And especially how, you know, Carlisle and them talked about him after they made the trade and him coming in. They kind of viewed him as a starter. And there was a, a way we looked at it and said, man, you know, lengthy, taller point guard going next to Luka, defense, everything, looking at his numbers in Toronto, you know, playing with another ball handler like he did with Van Vliet off the bench in Toronto, all this different stuff. And it just didn't work in Dallas. And it didn't, especially towards the end of the season. And the wild thing is he shot 37% from three. Right, that was the number. I think that was maybe our even our over under that we wanted him to hit. Like, can he get to thirty seven percent from three, which is like a pretty yeah. good number in the NBA? And uh, it's his career high, except for his rookie year where he only shot you know point five a game. But but, but, I, I, but he, I, he shot that well and still didn't you know perform enough or play well enough to garner some more minutes. And he only played in four of the six playoff games. Only played thirteen minutes. A lot of that was garbage time. You know, it's pretty wild that he underperformed as much as he did this year. Yeah, and I shouldn't say it didn't like work because he had spots to like he played well. He had different, you know, different games throughout the season that he did play well. I just don't know what his role is, and I'm not for sure. Like, what does he want? Because he might go into the summer and say, "Man, I want a be- I want a bigger role somewhere." If you know Brunson is going to be back. And what position is he going to, you know, if Luca's handling the ball all the time, Brunson's going to be back. If they're bringing Burke back. (laughs) Yeah, Seth Curry's going to be back. Trey Burke just, I mean, Trey Burke just came in before the bubble and just replaced DeLon. (laughs) Yeah. So... That that's the thing. It's you know what what does Delon you know want to? If Delon looks at this situation and says, "Hey, Dallas is cool and all, but I really want to be a p- backup point guard somewhere, or I would rather go to a place like Charlotte or whatever and try to play more and get better as a player instead of riding the bench in Dallas." I don't know. We could see something. I mean, we know how Darrell Darrell Wright feels. His brother. Yeah, we definitely know how Darrell Wright feels <laughs> for sure. Uh, so that's the one question I think on the guaranteed contract or the guaranteed money. Uh, well, I, think, I think Justin Jackson was another one was where he's say, guaranteed yeah. next year for five million, and uh, that's gonna. We know that at this point in his career, unless he has an incredible summer and comes back way better, which is possible. We've seen guys take leaps, you know, after certain summers, and maybe it takes a year for him to get the. You know the playbook and all that stuff, and who who knows what what's going on, with Justin Jackson. But at this point, the way he played this year, he can't he can't play in a playoff game. He can't play in a playoff series, uh, and he only he has one year, and then he's restricted. That's the end of his rookie deal after next year. So that's the other question. And then Willie Collie Stein is a player option. We didn't get to see him in the playoffs at all. He is a player option for two point two million. Uh, but Justin Jackson and Willie are the other other two questionable guys. Yeah, I'll be really curious to see what Willie does. Um... You know, he changed will agencies. Will he pick it up or will he not? You <laughs> um, <laughs> would. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just, I mean, if you look at his Instagram, 
Willie's developing an outside shot. So stretch five, Willie could be coming for us next year. But now I, I am curious to see what, what he does too, because yeah, we were really thin in this Clippers playoff series, but because there were a lot of injuries. And when you look at the big man rotation, Willie is a five. He plays nothing else. So when you look at KP at the five, if they go back, you know, keep this system going with KP at the five, then you bring in Bobon back. Dwight Powell is definitely going to be back. Maxi plays the five sometimes. Where does Willie, is Willie the bigger version of DeLon that he's looking at this saying, except Willie has an easier out than DeLon. If he wants to go find a, a team that he could play more with, um, that could be a route for, for Willie. And it's not like he would be giving up a ton of money if he opts out of that $2.2 million you know, player option. That minimum. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could go and sign a decent deal somewhere else. So when you look at guaranteed money, though, before the Tim Hardaway and Willie Cauley-Stein options, Dallas has $87 guaranteed million dollars next year. Then you factor in Tim Hardaway. If he opts in, that takes him up to 106. And then if Willie opts in, it takes him up to 109. So that's right at where the cap's going to be. So when you hear people talk about you know how Dallas doesn't have the cap space for the most part to go free agent spending, this is this is how it equals out. The moment Tim opts into that contract, cap space is done for the most part. Then you look yeah. at some exceptions and all that stuff, but that's when you have to get creative, aka come draft time. When you look back in the past and you know Mark Cuban moved back in these drafts and how he was very open and saying, "Oh man, I got out of the first round because I want to create more cap space and all this different stuff and trying to attach players to draft picks." We'll see how aggressive Dallas wants to be with free agents and cap space if they try to go out at the draft or they try to go out right at the beginning of free agency and say, "Hey, will a team take Delon Wright's nine million dollars or you you know whatever it is to clear up cap space on this roster?" Or Justin Jackson. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's kind of it. If you're looking at just 2021 free agency money, which is the big one, you know, guaranteed contracts that year are Porzingis at 31, Dwight at 11, Delana at 8.5, Maxi at 8.7, Seth at 8.2, Dorian at 4, Justin Jackson with a restricted, you know, option there, and then Jalen yeah, Brunson good. with the 1.89 guaranteed. So th- those are the only guaranteed. Luca with 10, with 10 million. Those yeah. are the only ones guaranteed there. So if you want to try to create more 2021 money, you you know you probably start with Delon right there. So that's the one piece that I think I'm definitely interested to see what they do. He might just stay on the roster and they try to run it back and you know try and figure out his role a little bit. You know, get his role a little bit more defined. But yeah, and when you look at you know players on the roster, we've been talking about you know players that have guaranteed money for next year. But you know the Mavericks right now, to my count, they have six players that are going to hit free agency. Courtney Lee, J.J. Barea, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Trey Burke, Antonius Cleveland, Josh Reeves. Nick, do any of those players come back next year? This is a great question. So, J.J. Barea, we want to just get into it now. J.J. Barea um, to Eurohoops.net had this quote to say about whether he's going to play. I think play- it's an act- a different like European radio oh, station or something, it? but they aggregated. But anyway, no. I don't aggregated know. Aggregated by... Uh, JJ said I still want to play basketball I feel like I can still play basketball I don't know exactly where if it's going to be in Dallas I know that they I know what they want is to move me to coach if I want to play basketball I have to go the other way he mentioned in an interview oh it's an interview with uh, I can't say the name (laughs) 
for now, I want to for now I want to play in the NBA. I haven't thought much about other options. There will be options, but I am used to this life in the NBA. Spain is always an option. It was my plan B before I got to the NBA. This was many years ago. Oh boy. Is this the end of JJ Barea and Dallas Isaac Harris? Coming up next, <laughs> tell you why JJ Barea is about to replace Rick Nuts. No, 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 we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh man, okay, but we'll talk about JJ Barea. We'll we'll answer the question: Is JJ Barea done with the Mavericks? We'll talk about the free agents the Mavericks have, which ones they're going to keep, and then uh, maybe preview some free agents they're going to try to get later in the summer coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, you've had them, I've had them. They're delicious. They're really good. Covered in 100% chocolate. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built bar. I would just eat these even as a snack. I would just eat these as like a treat afterwards. They're so good. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're great for health-conscious people. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Sometimes you go on these diets. Isaac, you've been on the keto diet. And like, you don't get to eat a lot of flavorful things, right? No. Sometimes. Sometimes every <laughs> no. once in a while. But like, I'm used to it now, though. I actually like it. You're getting used to it, but every once in a while, you just need to inject just some flavor in there. And boom, that's what Built Bar is. Their bars are even more delicious now. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for that keto diet. Uh, for example, their new cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Isaac, those carbs are massive. Oh, I'm counting the carbs all day, every day. Four carbs is like nothing, right? No, that's good. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, answer the question. Is J.J. Barea done playing in Dallas? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, just... I mean, going off what J.J. says in this interview, it looks like, um, you know, it looks like the Mavericks want him to, to be a coach, which is awesome. Uh, I just think, that, man, J.J. has a heck of a decision to make right now, right? I mean, he's sitting at 36 years old. You know, he has a house in Dallas, and his family's here, and the Mavericks organization, everything. He has these relationships. Young kids. Does he, does he, yeah, young kids. Does he just stay here, enter on the coaching staff, and you know they love him? Or does he? How how bad does he still want to play? Whether it's on another team, you know, team. I I think teams would give him a shot to be at the end of the bench like he was this year, just because everybody's looking for their own version of Jared Dudley on their bench somewhere. And he's the players' but, player, but he represents did, the voice of the players. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but if he wants to play a lot, you know, does he go to Spain, the Spain route? You know, does he go overseas? Something like that. I that's I mean, selfishly. You want him back as the as a coach, right? I mean, selfishly, I want him back as assistant, so we can still see him around, so we you know we can see him and Luca together, and all this different stuff. But I, I still respect it too if he still wants to hold on and keep playing. But it does give us you know we were texting about it today. We're like, oh, what a timely interview because we were uh, doing this roster preview pod you know right now, and because you know just a few days ago, I think both of us would have been like, oh yeah, I think. There's a decent chance he could be back, back on the, you know, be back on the roster, vet men again, and you know, roll with it. But that, you know, that's a roster spot right there. And so I hope he's back as an assistant coach. If not, I wish him the best. And y'all all know what I'm about to say. He should have his jersey retired in Dallas. Yes, Isaac. Maybe not, but in the Ring of Honor. Get out of. That's here. what Mark Cuban said I, via the Lockdown Mavericks podcast a year ago. <laughs> yes, when I asked. Yes. Um. If Courtney Lee leaves also, and J.J. Barea, 
when you look at this roster, I got something that's going to be crazy for you. If they just bring back this entire roster and they yeah. don't add anybody else, Seth Curry is going to be the second oldest guy on this team. <laughs> Boban's the oldest guy, right? They're going to have two players over the age of 30, and Bo- it's Boban, Boban and Seth, Seth. Curry. <laughs> just the fact, I mean, that, the fact that Seth Curry could be the second oldest guy on an NBA team, that seems crazy probably for a lot of people out there because everybody looks at it and it's like, oh, he's the younger brother of Steph and yeah. all this different stuff. It's just wild to think about. So I know we have harped on this a thousand times that they need another vet. They need a playoff experience guy. They need the enforcer. They need all this stuff. They really do, especially if it looks like JJ could be gone. Courtney Lee, we don't know what he's going to do, but you know he could go somewhere else. Or I mean, he could be back too, but they st- they need somebody in this rotation that's going to be playing more on the wing or whatever it is that is a vet. And I think it's definitely something they entertain this offseason. Yeah, that's definitely something we didn't mention yesterday when we said what are the three things the Mavericks need? And it's you know it's wing defenders. They need a secondary ball creator. That's you know an upgrade from from Trey Burke, and then they need. Uh, an enforcer, and I think all those guys hopefully are a veteran, right? I think that that was yeah. you know <laughs> intrinsic for all the things that we said that we hope that they need some kind of veteran as well. Yeah, and I want to say this about Trey Burke. I've seen a lot of people t- say, "Man, we got to bring Trey back." Blah 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 blah. I 100% agree with that. I would love Trey Burke back, but it goes back to what we've said on this pod. I don't think he will be back because I think he's going to go get paid. I don't think he's going to get paid a ton of like uh, you know 15 million a year, but I think there's going to be teams out there that's going to be willing to hand him uh, more money than what Dallas could hand him to be a solid backup point guard and not a guard that's going to you know compete with minutes with Brunson, Delon, Seth, and all these guards on the roster. So it's nothing against Trey Burke. I just think that he's going to have greener pastures somewhere else. Much, much greener as in terms of dollars and cents and cash. I think it's going to be yes. a similar situation as DeLon Wright, right? DeLon Wright had a pretty good season in, in Memphis, had some, you know, two triple doubles against the Mavericks. And, uh, you know, he was the backup point guard for them to jaw, or he would have been this year. But then the Mavericks signed him away for more money than Memphis was willing to give him. And that's kind of what it, you know, turned out to be. And so I think it's going to be a similar situation to that. Yeah, unless unless Dallas goes out and tries, you know, makes a trade on draft night and they package some of these guys together, and then you know, or at the beginning of free agency and Trey Burke waits it out a little bit to see, you know, what Dallas does. If Dallas goes out and you know packages whoever it is, Delon and Maxi and something, whatever, or they go out and they trade like Brunson or something, you know, shocks all of us. Then there's a if there's a spot open in the rotation, then yeah, bring Trey Burke back at that point. But I just think it's nothing against Trey Burke. I just think another team's going to want him for a bigger role for more money. That's the only thing. It kind of stinks that this roster is kind of tied to Tim Hardaway Jr. Right? Because this roster, everybody's so underpaid. I mean, it seems like all these guys, like Maxi, could probably make more than eight somewhere. Luca's going to make eight million next year, which is just absolutely insane. That that in American sports is what happens to, to young players like that. Um, uh, Dorian making four million, you know stuff like that, and then. But it's crazy they just signed. Like normally, when you see like contracts where p- players are underpaid, it's because they've you know been on the contract for a couple of years, yeah. and then you're like, dang, like they're really proving it. They just signed last off season, Seth, Dorian, Maxi for reasonable deals that we were all happy about. Like, hey, that that's a pretty good deal. And then they all, uh, for the most part, they all exceeded expectations. So that it's 
awesome for Dallas. Yeah, which is why we were talking about Don Nelson didn't really miss last summer with with a lot of the moves that he made, except for that maybe the DeLon Wright deal. Uh, but it's crazy to look at all the like, man, the Mavericks, their rotation is making basically nothing besides Porzingis. And then that Tim Hardaway deal, which came in via, you know, the Knicks and then via the Porzingis trade, that's the big one that really hampers them down. They should have a ton of money this year, right? If they just had the roster that they had with Tim making a, a normal amount of money, right? Like making yeah. similar to what, you know, Dwight Powell is making, or even, even like $12 million, right? He should have a bunch more money. Which, I, which I'm not anti-Tim Hardaway Jr. No, no. Opting, in, opting into this deal. I, hey, heck, opt in. Because sure. then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, if Tim doesn't opt in and Tim walks, who are you replacing him with? Because, yeah, I mean, at that point you'd have 87, maybe 89 million locked up. We don't know what the cap looks like. What if they have some drastic cap thing and it goes from what it was projected to be i think what 109 109 110 something like that what if it goes down by 10 million what if it's projected like you know 100 million and then you're looking at 10 million in cap space and you lost 10 for nothing and now you just have 10 million to go out there and try to replace tim in the rotation with that's 10 million ain't going to get you bogdan you know 10 million ain't going to get you I don't know. Let's Gallo. Probably. Let's go like, ahead and right now, since we're going to do free agents later, let's just name some names at the end here of players that we're, we're kind of looking at. So secondary creators, right? These are the guys that are going to be, you know, available this summer. Free agents. Uh, you have Brandon Ingram. We've mentioned he's a restricted free agent. There's no way. Like, the, you know, there's no, no way they're going to get There's a him. ton of names that they're just not going to have money. So I don't even write, write their names. Yeah, there. but they're, they're at least names that we that, you know, are going to be available. Bogdan Bogdanovich from Sacramento. That he's a restricted free agent as well. Even if Tim opts out, they don't have enough money to offer him. I don't think. Goran no. Dragic, definitely an interesting name. That's that's one you could potentially. That's definitely an option. Definitely, definitely an, option an option you could replace Tim yes. with. Fred Van Vliet, he's unrestricted. There's no way they could add him either. No. Uh, DJ Augustine is, is unrestricted, and then Austin Rivers is a player option. Those are like the secondary oh, get creators. Out of here. I'm not signing Austin Rivers. I'm I'm just saying those are the secondary no. creators like on the, but the, on but the market. No, no, no. There's but, just not a but lot. here's the thing. I don't. I don't. If I want to, if I'm going to go get a secondary creator, I want somebody like better than that. Like I'm I not going to sign. But, if, but, but we're, we're saying if Tim walks, you have to replace him with somebody, right? And those see, are the but, names. But then you're looking at a bench point because if, if 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 Tim walks, then you're just starting Seth at that point. So I'm just looking for bench pieces at that point, and I, I'm still not. Yeah, I don't know. I I I I don't think Tim walks, but. There are players. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. Free agent targets, and I mean, I, we both have went through the whole league, and you know, people are tweeting at us left and right on how to improve the roster and free agent things. This and that. I have an A list. I have a B list. I have a C list. There's a couple of guys that I am 100% attached to, and I want them to go get, no doubt. But it all goes back to the money part. And the moment Tim opts in. There's no cap space, no and then then you have well, then you have some some of the exceptions to play around with. But even that, that's not a ton of a ton of money. But then they can then they have to get creative. So we're gonna operate. At least I'm gonna operate with around like a, a mindset of like ten million dollars. Because even if they even if Tim opts in, and they try to create cap space, I don't think there's a world that they can create more than ten for the most part. I don't think that they're gonna trade Delon, you know, offload Delon and 
maxi just to create $18 million in cap space. I don't think they would do that and attach assets to do it and all this different stuff. So I think there's a world they could figure out, maybe try to figure out $10 million in cap space somehow, But and we'll operate with that tomorrow. But Yep. Tomorrow yeah. we're going to do all of our free agent targets, and then Thursday we're going to be live on Hot Mike doing a trade targets um, and then mailbag podcast as well. So join us on Hot Mike. The link in the description of this podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.